This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel Scum. Rebel Scum Podcast. I'm Brock. This is James. And unfortunately, Andrew's here as well. Episode 269, Feeling Fine. He's oh, gone. He's gone. Get out of <laughs> here. It's a Christmas miracle. Oh. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> Anyways. Get out of here. Hello, gentlemen. What day is this actually going to be? We're live. So right now, Merry Christmas. No, Merry Christmas. It's Wednesday the 28th right now. Live. <laughs> oh, right. I don't know how the show works. No, it's, it says it's live. We're not live. We're rolling. Uh, live to tape. Yeah. A little behind the scenes jargon. Like um, the 80s. Hello and welcome to Rebel Scum Podcast, where we talk about Star Wars. What are we talking about Star Wars today, James? We're talking about uh, Andrew's least favorite movie on Earth. It's The Last Jedi. Andrew hates it. I will. We are going to talk about Last Jedi. It's been five years since we saw this movie in the theater. Just over five years, technically, but we thought this would be a fun time to talk about it. And I remember, uh, Brock, we were in the theater together watching it, and you were ecstatic. It was your favorite Star Wars you'd ever seen. Yeah. I sat beside Rob McDonald and my wife, Erin. And, uh, and I can tell you, uh, Rob had a very polar opposite reaction to yours <laughs> on that day. And then, Andrew, I remember calling you being like, I don't know how you're going to react to this movie, and I don't want to tell you a thing about it. And then you obviously uh, really liked it. So it would kind of almost be nice to have like Rob here to talk about what he doesn't like about it. No. Because, because you do like, <laughs> you two absolutely love the movie. And, and I, I really like the movie. I don't love it necessarily. I like it on the same level. I like uh, all the other star Wars movies, except for Ewoks. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that today, Brock on episode 269. Yeah, um, I rewatched it recently. Do you guys rewatch it, or are you just going off m- muscle memories? I think the last uh, time I saw it was like April. Oh, I saw it in the theater last. No, I, yeah, I watched it. Uh, I think I watched it reg- like annually. I have watched it uh, within the hmm. last two months. I've watched it. It's. Uh, I discovered when I, I got a Google Chromecast thing, like the newer version. That's basically a ripoff of. Uh, fire stick and the one good thing about it is it has all my bought like back in the day when we were transferring from blu-ray to just streaming and you would buy the occasional movie on like google or whatever so my library is there and last jedi is the last star wars movie i probably actually purchased with money that was you know like i i don't think i've i probably streamed everything else like i haven't watched last jedi in a long time so i was like oh there it is uh rewatch this movie loved it <laughs> no big spoiler there but like i'm like this is a good movie like this is a very good movie on so many levels is it a perfect star wars movie i don't know but like i think ryan johnson had like the right idea i think nobody wanted to let him follow through which makes like the success of his knives out series so much more glorious because it's just like yeah if you just let him do what he wants to do You'll probably get something good. Well, he turned down episode nine, though. You can't forget that. He said, right, no, right, right, right. Episode nine. I forgot that detail. I forgot that that was supposed to happen. Because mm. I thought it was I did too. Colin <laughs> and then nobody and then JJ. I totally no, forgot it- that they had asked him. Yeah, and he said no, which kind of irks me even more with a lot of everything that went down after. It's like, you set everything up. Why won't you? I understand. Mm-hmm. He probably like had, 
and that was before this movie came out when you know everyone's childhood were ruined for a little while there was like like it was before all that he turned it down I, you gotta wonder what the world would be like if he if he accepted it like like they like honestly man it might be like after like a lakers victory like la might have burned to the ground if he would have <laughs> taken nine and they would follow through with it after lunch <laughs> like frig man uh, i'm i think it's well like, like if if he didn't exist then <laughs> the like the, the you know the the bank and loan would never have allowed for anybody to open up a new shop uh, and that guy would be homeless and the snow would be cornflakes okay well let's, let's talk a little bit about like cuz cuz when we saw it 5 i can't believe it's been 5 years like we were at Star Wars celebration almost 6 years ago for this movie when we saw it 5 years ago Obviously, you had that reaction, Andrew. You you really like that. You and Rob did the video like versus is it good is it bad whatever whatever that was because it was those were views back then. That's why we did. In fact, yeah. right afterwards, you're like, we need to do a Star Wars Renaissance uh, podcast. Like it's we're in the Star Wars Renaissance. Star Wars is changing. Blah blah blah. We did that show. We're all very excited about the future of Star Wars, and then no one else on the planet was, and we <laughs> it reverted back to like you know go get your popcorn, kids. We're gonna have a good time with some chocolate, like you know. So let's go back to that first viewing, maybe the first little while after. How much fun you had watching the Last Jedi, and what you expected from Star Wars going forward? Because obviously, Andrew, you are the most disappointed in the Rise of Skywalker of all of us. So, like, what what was it about the Last Jedi that really like pulled on your strings? For me personally, it was not to get like super sappy about it, but it was the whole idea of Luke um, catching up to Luke where I am, but then Luke moving ahead as a character. And basically all that means is as a kid watching the original trilogy, I would look at Luke and I'd be like, wow, I want to be like him when I grow up. He's a really cool role model. And then now as an adult, adult watching Last Jedi, it was the same thing. It was looking at this old man and saying, wow, look at that. I hope I get to make that kind of impact at the end of my life when I'm like that. So again, it was still like, I want to be like Luke. And it I never expected that through line to follow through. And it did. Brock? Um, I don't know. I, I think it was just like, it was fun because it's like, it wasn't really what you expected. Like we expected like Mark Hamill, or sorry, Luke Skywalker to like be like, the glorious like Jedi master we've dreamed of for 30, 40 years. But like it kept you kind of on your toes to an extent. Like it's not like, oh, it's not like Andor where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen next episode. But like it was good. It was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I, like, I mean, the, the t you can like nitpick all the parts of the movie. But like I'd argue the Battle of Crate is a really like amazing battle scene a really good conclusion to the movie and it's like aesthetically and like visually it looks awesome like it's just like man that's cool like it's really really good i i'd argue like ryan john's like i have a scene <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have a showdown and it's gonna be revealed to you that like luke isn't there the entire time but like who knows but it's like like i, I love the idea of like i said it before it's like the salt being red underneath it's like the whole build-up is to the fact that like He's not leaving footprints, and you're like, whoa! Like it's just, it's it's a nice like. Obviously, it doesn't go toe to toe with the ending of Empire Strikes Back, but like it still has the same vibe, right? Like Luke being like not helpful at all is similar to Yoda to an extent, and it's like I think that's more interesting outside of like, yeah, it would be sweet to see a new Jedi Order, but the movies were never about that. Like the first movie did said he tried, it failed. The New Republic, they tried and they failed. Like, it's just like, it's a bummer because we expected success. But, like, Star Wars needs some kind of opposition. Can they move past this? I, I think so. But, like, it was like, I think, like, Last Jedi was a move in the right direction. I think without Last Jedi, you don't have what we have now with Andor and Mandalorian. Where, as much as, like, Mandalorian doesn't push the envelope, it's like, well, what would it be? Wouldn't it be fun if we did this? And then, like, Andor's like, well, what if we took this a little bit more seriously than we usually do? So, I don't think you make those moves because, like, yes, the fans were divisive on this whole entire movie, but it's just like, 
He still made money. <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't. It's not the highest Star Wars, right? Like, who is the highest earner in the Star Wars? Is, is it, it Force, Force Awakens or? Oh, it's, not, it's Force Awakens. Force Awakens by a mile. Yeah. Mm. By by like it's not even close, but also you gotta think Force yeah. Awakens. Uh, so actually, last time you're right. I was gonna try to prove you wrong, Brock, on the fans, but you're right. Rotten Tomatoes fan score is fifty six percent. That's very wow. like, but that I mean, like Still. you can see that and be like, you could, no, but you said down the middle, and you can't mm-hmm. get much more down the middle than fifty six percent. Like, which sounds it sounds negative, but that's half, which is exact. Like, it yeah. kind of makes sense when you think of it. Like, yeah, it is that kind of movie. I think it's also the kind of movie for me that makes you. I know it's not Andrew, but it makes you enjoy. Uh, like Rise of Skywalker gets to be that popcorn flick because of the miserableness that you get throughout this movie. Like you, I always say, like the Force Awakens is is your donut, and then this one is is your vegetables, and then the Rise of Skywalker is that like big steak that you can't finish and you have a half an hour to, and you have to eat the sides with it. That's what I compare all of. Like that's what these are, and you you have to get through one to get to the other, and it's the I think it's the perfect middle chapter for these ones, of course. And I, we're going to do top five moments from the movie coming up. I want to actually watch our top five now versus our top five. Oh, good call. But, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I won't be able to because my internet doesn't exist here, but we'll do it <laughs> after. But like, but Snoke dying halfway through the movie, I almost yeah. cheat. And I've said this, I, don't, I was like, I didn't cheer because I don't do that. <laughs> but I was like, awesome. Like, good. Like, you should yeah. kill him. Like, this is the right move here. I thought it was dumb from the get-go that we knew nothing about Snoke. And people are like, well, we didn't know about Palpatine. It's completely different because one is the first movie that we ever got in the series. And one is 40 years later. Mm. You know, you have to like, where has this character been for the last 40 years? Why? Like, And that's not the fault of this movie. That's the fault of the movie that came before it, which is also the fault of this movie. Because anyway, but that, but I love that moment when they kill Snoke. I'm like, yeah, that's what you yeah. should do. Kill this guy. Like, you did it. Fantastic. Amazing. And then obviously the Praetorian Guard scene um, is one is probably my favorite scene in all of the sequels, and it's probably top five in Star Wars for me. I'd have to really think about it because there's so many good movies, so many good moments in the Star Wars movies. Like you know, it's hard to come up with all of them, but Praetorian Guard is brilliant, and they look fantastic. And part of my concern because before the movie came out, I, you probably remember Brad, but I love the design of these guards. I bought yeah. like a T-shirt with them, and even Andrew, you got me that. You got me that the toy, that figure. Then you got me the Funko. Like, I, and my sister got me. Like, I have all these figures. Then the movie comes. I'm like, oh god, are they just gonna stand against a wall for four hours? You know what I mean? Yeah. And they didn't. They had a scene, and like Knights of Ren, they sucked balls. <laughs> like they did nothing. And like at least these guards did something, even mm. though it was brief. But it, and it, and it made so much sense in their connection with Snoke. Then when Snoke dies, they're like, well, this is our job now. Like yeah. I was like, yeah. This is great, and I thought that almost better than every other because the the royal guards in Return of the Jedi are some of my favorite. But the, what the who cares about them? Mm-hmm. Like they just show up. They're just like, hey, we're here, guys. You know. So I love that. I, I was so happy, and I felt like I got my money's worth on yeah. all the merchandise after I saw it. And I, I love that moment. Was there anything that stuck out to you, stood out to you guys that you were like, like what what was like your least the moments that you like. Eh. Uh, and was there anything like maybe after Force Awakens specifically that this movie didn't didn't deal with that you were a little bit disappointed to? Andrew, I'll start with you. Oh, uh, that's a good question. I was disappointed with probably the visual way that they handled Leia using the Force to save herself. Yeah. Because uh, I, I like the fact that that happened. I know a lot of people didn't. Um, I think it's cool that she could do that, but I mean, when it happened in the theater, the two or three times I went to the theater, every time it happened, the theater laughed, right? It was supposed to be this powerful moment. And every time it happens, everybody's just like, <clears throat> because it looks cheesy as hell. And Star Wars is cheesy as hell. And that's part of the reason why we love it. Uh, we don't like dry nachos. We like nachos with cheese on top, but that moment could have been rather should have been dealt with a bit more respectfully, seriously. I I don't like using seriously because it's like, it's just a fun series, but I think that they could have given that the proper weight if it was more of a thing where she's like unconscious, but you know, she's unconsciously moving her hand and like stuff is surrounding her and pushing her instead of 
the whole Wicked Witch of the West thing that we got of her just floating through space. Mary Poppins. Uh, yeah, the Mary Poppins bit. So that was probably one thing that uh, that got a little bit of a cringe out of me in that theater. I don't know. Other than that, I was pretty much riding high. Brock, what about you? Uh, mine, I've said this before, the funniest part of that movie is when uh finn and rose are explaining their plan to to, to poe and they're like we're gonna sneak on the ship and then we'll turn it off and then you won't be able to find this and then like as they're saying this you see like the dreadnought and then you see the rebel ship that they're on and he's like Boink! it like literally makes that noise it's like and that's what always made me think it's like perhaps this is ryan johnson saying like these little hijinks like yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna hide in plain sight and go into the bee's nest, and then turn the thing off. It's like, yes, that worked in New Hope, but I don't think it's gonna work every time. It's like, oh, that guy that we met in a dark prison, he betrayed us. What? Like, <laughs> it's just like, I feel like he was trying to say, like, there's more to Star Wars than this, and we can't keep doing this. Unfortunately, you have to have another movie or another director that follows that suit right so it's like right i mean we can we can crap on jj abrams all we want who knows what colin i mean i guess we technically know what colin javar was gonna do (laughs) but you don't know how it would have turned out that's exactly exactly. you have a script script script. but and the thing is with the rise of skywalker people crap on it but it really feels like he was just continuing what he was doing of course exactly yeah yeah. Like you know, there's nothing you can say it contradicts this movie. I'll I'll, I'll listen to your yeah. argument there, but I don't think it contradicts Force Awakens. No, it doesn't. It, no. At all. So I'm not. Yeah. So that's that's my. It's like, well, I don't know. Like this, whose fault is this? Like you, like you know, I don't know. For me, for me, I, I've said this before. Like the humor, a lot of the humor falls flat for me. But the thing that annoys me the most is not the movie's fault. It's the morons going to see the movie when the holdo maneuver happens and the sound goes silent and people complained about it afterwards <laughs> thinking that the theater sound, <laughs> thinking that the theater sound went off that <laughs> no that's called sound design you morons that uh, it might also be my favorite thing in the movie because i'm laughing at it but that always it's like how moronic people are when they go see movies and yeah, like, oh, there's no sound. Yes, it, it blipped out right when it should have. Oh, like uh, that's one problem I had watching this movie again. It's like we know what Rise of Skywalker is going to do. We know that like Snoke is going to be revealed as a clone or something. Though we never get a full explanation out of. I was like, it was me all along. It was Agatha all along. Like, uh, and then now we have the shows where they kind of hint at that as well. And you're like, that's where you kind of it takes you out of it. Where you're like. This is an idea that's a cool, like, don't get me wrong. Snoke as some kind of puppet from Palpatine. It's not a bad idea, but, like, you don't really get full explanation. And it's, like, it kind of does take you out of it. But, like, who knows? I mean, that's the beauty of Star Wars. You do something in the background. They're, like, oh, let's make a prequel out of it. Or, like, the Knights of Ren we mentioned earlier. That's something they did in the comics that didn't really, it was interesting, but nothing really came of it. Though they put it in the Lego movie. But that was because in the first one, he says, you make, I'm, that's why I made you in charge of the Knights of Ren. You're like, what is that? So you wanted to know more. And, and that's the thing that was like, we talked about how JJ Abrams doesn't care about Ryan Johnson, but does Ryan Johnson care about the JJ Abrams? <laughs> because there's so much stuff in the first week that you guys know, like, yeah, Maz yeah. I can't stand Maz Kanata. Probably my least favorite character in Star Wars. Like, she's old and wise and knows everything in the Force Awakens. Then in the second one, she has a jetpack and wants to screw Chewie. Like, it's like, yeah. I can't figure out what's going on with this character. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, Ryan Johnson, like I just don't think they were maybe the right duo for to make one solid story with because they're so different, and I don't even think I, you could complain about one. Like Ryan, like Looper is such a phenomenal film, probably better than uh, Super Eight, arguably. But Super Eight is a phenomenal film with a weak ending. Like they're great direct, they are great directors, uh, but one I think is more in tune with emotional stakes and one is more in tune with uh uh lens flares <laughs> maybe they need to team up and make a movie called looperate there's figure out how they can there was plenty it. of lens flares in last jedi yeah. actually like oh there are. Like, wait that's this is not jj so <laughs> lens, lens flares look nice i don't care what anyone oh yeah does. i mean you can, he did overdo it in star trek too though he did overdo okay. it. Yeah, star trek that got movie. kind of crazy yeah Star Trek, I was like, somebody wash the lens. Like, we need a wipe on there. This is 
it got a little bit nuts, but yeah, they are nice. They are, people, you can mock them all you want. They are nice. Uh, look, Last Jedi, though, obviously the fan reaction was moot, but before, he was also going to get that trilogy that will come up later on in the in the odds, obviously talking about it. Did you guys, like, because for me, after Force Awakens, and Andrew, I talked to you a lot about this off the show, but it's like, one thing that annoyed me with that movie was just all the questions that are raised and you're always like oh yeah but the next one it's good you're gonna get the answer on the next one were there any questions raised in this one that abrams and i'm not not like you know he spun something a different way but anything in this one that doesn't get resolved going forward that you're like you're that you think maybe we might get in one of these series or a book or something oh yeah there's a i think there's a good handful of those and that question thing you're right that was something that i remember after force awakens because I'm known like amongst people that know me as a Star Wars guy, after Force Awakens came out, I became like a punching yeah. bag of like, this movie's stupid. What's this? We don't know who Ray is. We don't know who Snoke is. And I, I had to constantly <laughs> keep saying like, I don't know either. That's the point. It's a trilogy. Let's wait for the trilogy. And yeah. then, you know, if there's still any answer questions, then you can call it stupid, whatever. Uh, and then, of course, after the trilogy, there was a lot where, you know, I look back and I think some of those people were right. Like that was a poorly made decision because that never came to anything. Uh, but after seeing episode 90, I think that some of the things moving forward that it's in Star Wars's best interest as a brand to elaborate on and flesh out. And I think uh, that's something that's going to be put into the hands of people like Filoni and Favreau because they're good at that, see Clone Wars, uh, is stuff like Snoke because we know the cloning stuff in Mandalorian is going to be a thing. So that seems like the yellow brick road is pointing in that direction. Mm. Um, the Knights of Ren have been um, in like introduced in the comics in neat ways. You're right, Brock. They brought them into that one Kylo Ren comic and that was kind of like, yeah, I still don't care. Uh, but they've been throwing them into the the whole Crimson Dawn storyline oh. that's been going on uh, through all the main series. Uh, they were, not to spoil too much, but they were friends. They were palling around with Kira for a oh. little while. Uh, so you, you get to know them a lot more. And I think that we're also going to follow up on a lot of, I hope anyway, just a lot of the general big thing that was missing from this final trilogy, which is what is the galaxy in the era of the New Republic? The world building of that. What is this galaxy that, that we see two seconds of when we see Hosnian Prime? Like, how does that galaxy work? What are the people like? Do they like being in the New Republic? Do they hate it? How does the civilian population at large view the First Order and how do they view Leia and the New Republic because that's something we never see. So I feel like that's a fleshing out that as a world builder fan, I want to see the most of. And I think we're going to get that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. It, I mean, even like it or not, Rise of Skywalker did the exact same thing where you're like, well, I, specifically for me, it's like Lando and Luke went on a fun adventure at some point. I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. tell me more about that. Like, that's cool. So it's like, yeah, you're totally right. Like it's, and you know, in like five to 10 years, we're going to get something that just like, boom, explains all. I like, I don't know, I guess Mandalorian, no Mandalorian's between the sequels and the prequels or sorry, uh, the original trilogy. Like they're not really seeming to attack any of that era yet outside of maybe in comics and maybe in books. Yeah, two, the two they're too early in the Mandalorian. That's why, like the timeline, they're too yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. They're too close to the originals. Yeah. Oh, so you think it'll actually meet up with the, the sequels at some? I point. think we're gonna. I well, not directly, but I think we're gonna. Yeah. The first order. I think the first order for sure. I think we're gonna see what's going on a little bit more. We, but we might not get like in 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 Mandal. I don't know how much we're gonna get into the political stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of how the how the prequels were viewed, they might do that. And they might do like a new animated show like a clone war style show that takes place that'll do it but live action i don't know if they i don't know if disney wants to go down that route yeah and like we get the vibe that like perhaps the mandalorian like mandalore or whatever like crim uh crimson dawn uh, uh what was the other what was the moon crescent dawn or something like that uh for the mandalorians like their actual planet oh concord dawn um, concord dawn thank you yeah. like 
I get the vibe from the ending of Book of Boba Fett with this like talk of like what Mandalore was. It's like, oh, maybe we will see the recreation of the Mandalorians. And then I guess you can, there's a way to go around that without having the, oh, why were there mentioned of Mandalorians in the sequels? I'm sure there's a way of doing it, but it's like, it does kind of like beg a question because it's like, I feel like if Mandalore became a power again, they would be someone that would be involved in some way. I could be wrong. Uh, but it's just, yeah. my point of bringing this question up at all is just like, well, we're, we're done in the trilogy. Now it's like the sequel, the, the first, the second movie in that trilogy is five years old now. Why aren't we? You're not going to return to it. None of the none of the cast really wants to return to Star Wars. Let's just do it in books and comics and video games, whatever. But like, I I I I, I wonder if like that will ever happen. I think it's the move they should do. I, maybe I'm wrong. Make an animated series like Clone Wars, man. That is so yeah. good at world building. Just do another one set in that era in the New Republic. I am there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't I haven't seen Tales of the Jedi yet. I promise I will. But I haven't. But you guys both are oh, yeah. big fan. Are big fans of it. Like, why not do like a bunch of minis like that to flesh out those stories too? Like, there's there's so many possibilities. There's a lot they can do, and it's all there. It's all there on the. T- I'm sure there's 200 actors out there like who yeah. are like, I'm a voice actor, and I can do a really good Daisy Ridley impression. Good, you're oh, hired, yeah. right? Oh, so yeah. it's like all the resources are there for them. They just have to write it. I think uh, what's his name? Oscar Isaac said that he was willing to come back now to Star Wars. Cool. I think he got some of that Marvel money, and he's yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, oh, we're good. Let's roll." <laughs> I can be the main guy. <laughs> probably yeah. like, "Hell, I'll play Apocalypse again. Why not? Throw that stupid makeup on me. Let's go." Like you said, he would do that too. You know, I feel like yeah, you throw them enough money, you offer them a decent enough script, uh, yeah. they'll do it. Like. I, not to sound like a, a jerk, but really, what are what are any of those actors really doing? Yeah, now? yeah. right. Like True. you throw them, you throw them a paycheck, and you promise them executive producer credit and whatever, they'll be all in. Like, I, and I think, I think, I think we're going to get more. With the, we haven't ever some of the odds coming up, but I think we're going to get more. I think they're all going to come back on some level, uh, and it's going to be a good time. And I think, uh, you know, Candlebite, whether or not it got mentioned in Andor. It exists. Everything in these movies exists, and there's a way to utilize them in ways that can make even the haters love them as well. And and it's all part of Star Wars, man. I like Canto Bite. I want to go back there. <laughs> How dare you? Canto Bite would have been better. With go to Dubrovnik. <laughs> Actual place. <laughs> I want to talk about the beginning of this movie, because for two years, we were like, oh, Ray got the lightsaber. She's going to drop it off. What's going to happen? And uh, there's a lot of theories going around. And, of course, what ended up happening was Luke rejects the saber, which is a poignant moment. For me, it's one that I I still, still watching it to this day, I think it was executed not so great, a little poorly executed. I thought it was played up a little bit too comedic for myself. I think it, uh, just the way like she handed it to him, he looks at it, the music swells, and then he looney tunes it behind him. It's a little bit goofy, and I think, and I've said this forever, and I, every time I watch it, it doesn't bother me at, like, at all anymore. But as, but as much as I, every time I watch it, I'm like, this is the moment you lost everybody. Like the first shot of the damn movie is when they lost those, those 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. Because if you just handle that a little bit, he doesn't have to take it. You handle that a little bit different, they might be a little bit more, they might agree a little bit more to go along on this ride with you. But because of the way that moment was treated, I think that's what you lost a lot of people. I know you guys are going to disagree, and that's fine. I'm gonna, I can remove any of you from this conversation. <laughs> <Sharking birth. laughs> no, but honestly, but but I want to know what your opinions of that five years later. Now, like for me, it, it doesn't bother me as much. I'm just like every time I watch it, I'm like this is one you've lost. Like a lot of the people is in this moment, and and like I said, I think what happens is great. It's just the way it was handled. Andrew, I agree with that 100. I, I like. That he threw it over, like I, I like that he rejected it. I like that about the movie that that's the theme of it. Uh, you're right; it was done in an almost like kind of way, and you could probably have done that a little more tactfully and a little with a little bit more class. Um, when that happened, though, you're right; that was a very early scene in the movie, and that was 
the sobering Ryan Johnson moment, letting the people watching know, like, hey, hey, you, this is what this movie's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And you're right. That's when a lot of people were like, wait a minute. This isn't the classic hero's journey anymore. What's going on? But I feel like that was the thesis to this whole essay that is The Last Jedi. So you needed it there. And of course, it's going to lose people, but you need it at the beginning to establish what this is. Because if yeah. it had happened way, way later, and then you get like a jarring third act twist that the movie is this kind of movie, I think that would have been received much worse. Yeah, it, like it goes along with what I was saying, where like Ryan Johnson's like this, like no, let's switch this up, and it's like, yeah, it is, it is bizarre. Uh, I feel like Mark Hamill has said, oh, that was not my idea, and I told him not to do this, but like that, that whole vibe, it just feels like Mark Hamill, like not Luke Skywalker the character, just Mark Hamill being Mark Hamill, right? Like, bleep, like, but it, it like, it, like. It's Luke Skywalker. He's like the good guy, but something has happened between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. It's all fallen apart, and we know this. We know entering that like the Jedi, his Jedi school did not work out. So like, yes, he could have maybe like not taken it or taken it, looked at it, put it on the rock, and then walked away. I think he was just like, no, let's try something different by like. Oh, you expected this? Psych! It's like, he throws it over his shoulder, and it's like, in an instant, you're like, what the heck, man? It's like, you're mad. You should get, like, upset. Maybe Brian Johnson didn't want you to get upset with him, but, like, get upset with Luke. It's like, what are you doing? You saved the galaxy. Why are you turning your back? But we learn, like, I think this time, this viewing was like, yeah, like, he almost looked like he was he almost was gonna kill Ben because he's like, that's evil. I don't know how to deal with it. And it's like, oh, well, like a Jedi like finds a way, you just deal with it. You don't just smash it. That's the way of the of evil. Like, so he's just like, I can't believe it. And it works when you think about it, because like there is no Jedi order. There is no he's he's talked to a goblin and a ghost for like three movies. He's got, and yes, he does have the Jedi text, which I wish had been bigger in Return of the, uh, Rise of Skywalker. But it's just like, yeah, no, like, like Luke Skywalker's just figuring it out. Like, and unfortunately, he never gets to a point where he realized, I guess Yoda kind of says to him, like, I totally forgot Yoda was in this movie. And I was like, <laughs> yes, this is awesome. So anyways, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Luke's my voice. Yeah, no, I agree with everything. I just think mm -hmm. the the music swells and he tosses it like yeah. a lunatic. Like that's for me is like just the execution. There's a few execution problems I have on it. I just wrote my top five by the way. My top five. This movie has a lot of great moments. Yes. And then and it has Yoda, like Brock said, which yeah. was the worst kept secret on the planet because Frank God is. I think he said he wasn't <laughs> in the movie. He was like, "What? No, no one asked you, Frank." No one has these. Like, no, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not in the Last Jedi. Nobody even questioned you. We're asking you about Fozzie Bear. Can you return? Because I hate the new Fozzie voice guys. I can't handle Fozzie and Miss Piggy's voice anymore. They're just like every time I watch something, I'm like, no, you've lost me. Moving on. Kermit's <laughs> voice though, it's just they need to stop changing it every 20 years. I mean, Jim Henson is one thing, but like, they're changing now for the sake of changing it. Like where are you to Last Jedi. You guys want to go to Never Tell Me the Odds? Anything else you want to say it. about the last Jedi? Like, is there anything that you guys are like? Oh, I really wanted to bring up how much Ben Solo had great hair in this movie. Well, he always has great hair. It's phenomenal hair. Even when he takes off the helmet, his hair is just like. <laughs> oh, porgs! Everybody likes porgs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Porgs are yeah. fun. They're so good. They're not. Remember before we were comparing them to Ewoks? They're nothing. They can't be compared to Ewoks. Like they're no. just. They're more like they're like Ewoks. Like do things and porgs are like, I want one as a pet. <laughs> I think one thing that always gets one last thing that always gets overlooked about Last Jedi, because it's so small, but I think that Ray's costume, uh, particularly the costume when she goes and fights Snoke, that is like one of the coolest costumes in all of Star Wars. Just the mm. look that Ray has is yeah. just it's solid. Yeah, they did a good job on that. I think, yeah, the costume and the poncho. She wears a poncho also. That's right. She does wear a poncho. And that's why she should have been a Skywalker from the start because she wore a poncho. Everyone knows Skywalkers 
wear ponchos. So do quadraneros as though. That's really navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to one. Never tell me. Did Never that video even play? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. <laughs> Brought to you and me and I guess Andrew by patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast. If you like what we do and you want to support what we do and you want to continue to hear us talk about why we think Rise of Skywalker is not as good as The Last Jedi, well, go on down to patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast and become one of the many many wonderful people that we shout out every episode them being heidi fetter executive producer barry brophy dennis allen randy kenobi mary kristen aton jeff wilson phil staniforth rez scott d josh price matt w frank perkins emil lowry cosmic girl zero two gleek play one disney desi charlotte kayla davis dale erdman girls with sabers and the den of nerds and we should point out that andrew Vintage is not one of our patreon because he yeah. has been banned from our patreon Man. That's right. I yeah. was kindly asked to leave. I was not given a discount. I was just nudged out the door. <laughs> he doesn't even know. We shouldn't have brought it up. He thinks that he's paying <laughs> by, by the way, we should point out that on January 1st at 12 p.m. Eastern, our ranking Star Wars list uh, is in. It's me, Brock, and Patreon Disney Desi. We do it. Andrew was not available because he was recording one of his 17 ranking Marvel films that day. <laughs> <laughs> we, but it is uh, uh, January 1st, 12 p.m. Eastern on the channel. Check it out. I think, Brock, I, I think I've said this before. I think this is the the one list that people, Andrew has changed a little bit since you saw the box. It's the list that I think is the least controversial we've ever put together. That's interesting. Well, you said you pulled like. 250 people or something ridiculous? Four, 46. <laughs> That's a yeah, lot. Same number. That's a lot. And I think the same day, uh, I forget what time, I think at 5 p.m. ranking the MCU goes up. Nice. And, that'll, and that will take you, like if you start watching it that night, it, you will end it by next New Year's Eve. Ne exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. so many Marvel movies. I only pulled seven people. That was It was kind of a, a low polling year. But uh, what? But but there's a lot of movies and, there, and yes. I I ruined the list though because I wrote ranked something so low I ruined the list. That's what you told me. That's right. You, you ranked it. one movie low enough, or you you gave something else a super high score or something. But basically, you made one movie lose on a technicality to another that it shouldn't have. <laughs> and uh, Brock, I, I when I got all the things together, I thought it was really funny that you, James, and Rob. Had Captain America won on the exact same. Position. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Because that's the thing about that list is there's so many titles, yeah. and now you've added the TV shows where it's just like, okay, which one do you love the most, and which one do you hate the least or hate the most, and yeah. then put everything in between. <laughs> that's that's all you can do. That's all you can do. I, I think I, I thought Werewolf by Night was like the. I haven't seen a lot of the new Marvel stuff, but I thought Worldwide was uh, yeah, fantastic, by the way. Just like, it really was. I haven't seen... Uh, I saw two episodes of She-Hulk. I gotta finish that. <laughs> so I was kind of enjoying it. I was just like... I liked it. Had a, we had a kid the next day, so I haven't, I haven't gone back to watch oh, it. Yeah. I had a kid. <laughs> Andor was tough, man. The first three, three weeks of Andor, I was like, stop crying. I'm trying to watch <laughs> <laughs> Never tell me guys. Thank you so much to our Patreon supporters, minus Andrew Fantasia, for all of your support. Here we go. Never tell me the odds. The first odd episode ten will be announced by an L. <laughs> episode ten will be announced by the end of twenty twenty three. Now this is based on nothing, guys. This is just a plain old. Never tell me the odds. There's no hint that there's going to be an episode ten. It's just for fun. But Brock, by the end of 2023, will we get an announcement of episode X? Any sort of an announcement, not like an actual like. <laughs> It's going to be out on this day, or there's just like no, just but it has to be like talk of movies. Disney, it can't be like Joe Blow announces it, it has to be Disney Lucasfilm has confirmed, like, Hollywood oh, yeah, 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 yeah. but they're yeah. just say, I no we are making a Star Wars, yeah, game. no, episode getting, 10 specifically. I'm gonna go 75% because I think, like, they gotta make movies, man. Like, come on, come on now, Andrew. I'm gonna go lower than seventy-five. I'm gonna say 
let's say because it's 2023, I'm going to say 23%. Wow, you're a real wow. piece of garbage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's definitely something that, I mean, we all know Disney wants to do it. And I remember talking about this before years ago, like how easy it would be to sell that idea to a crowd, whether it's at like a celebration or D23 or whatever, mm -hmm. because all you would need to do is have a poster of a black star field with the yellow X and that's, you could say no words. Yeah. And the audience yeah. knows exactly what that means yeah. and they'll go ballistic. Um, I think Disney's going to play a long game. I think they're going to, this is just what I would do. So I'm just imprinting myself onto uh, um, Bob the Iger here, but I would wait like a decade or so until the idea oh. of, of legacy sequels loses its yeah. heat because they're like the hot thing. And then once they once it's faded away, bring that idea back with a 10. And by that time, the actors will have had time to do other stuff. And then maybe they'll be like, yeah, yeah, we'll come back to Star Wars. I miss it now. Because I guarantee you, I don't think Daisy and John Boyega miss it. I don't think they miss all the negativity and all the crazy stuff that's happened to them because people were so rude to them on social media. So give them that time and let it happen after a little bit. I don't hate that idea. I don't disagree either, but I, I think like just th there's nothing wrong with just making your story or movies all one continuous thread, right? Isn't that what everybody loves about uh, Fast and the Furious? Like, you know, <laughs> no, they're all like the, they're no. all the same stupid. They like it because it's about family. Family, but they're all <laughs> the same story. But they're all the same story. You know what I mean? And like even Marvel, like they're different, but they're all the same story. Mm -hmm. You know it's all going to come together at some point. So I just feel like if you do like your rogue squadron, like what the hell is the? I just don't understand what the hell. The, I don't understand what the point <laughs> of these like one-off movies are for Star Wars. Like we have the shows now, so what, like give, you have to give me something in the theater that's going to make me get out of my house and pay money to go see it in the theater when I'm paying you to watch these things on Disney Plus. That's a good like, point. That's so I, I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna go forty one percent because I think we're gonna get a movie announcement. I don't think it'll be ten. And I think if you don't name it ten, I think you know, Rogue One did really well, Solo didn't. Maybe you get somewhere in the middle of those. Maybe they're banking on there hasn't been a Star Wars movie in the theater for so long that people will go see anything that says Star Wars on it. Yeah. But I don't know, I just think if you make it part of an episodic like if you make it part of this journey and I'm not saying it has to be directly related to Ray, Finn, Poe, whatever. Like, you could just call it 10 and be like, the new Star Wars, which is what I thought they should have done with 7, right? It's like, don't worry about the old people. I care, man. They had their time. I'm done. They're good. Like, I want to see Ray, Finn, and Poe now. Like, if you just take, like, here's some new characters, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, oh, this is episode 10. It's still in the same galaxy in the same timeline going forward. Then I'm fine. I'm all in on it. What's the story, man? But uh, I don't know. I don't think they're going to do it. I think we're going to get some random movie and... Um, like Oscar Isaac will cameo because he can. That's well, think right. of think of the big waves they could make if they announce a movie and it's totally random and they're like, "Listen, this is you just have to go watch it so that you see what it's about." And you know, don't worry, it's it's just its own thing. And then you go watch it and you start off with a crawl that says episode thirteen. Yeah, right. <laughs> think of the waves that would make because Perfect. right away you're one sentence in and the audience is like, "Oh shit." Right, so that's that's another option is to secretly yeah. carry it on, yeah. And then you oh, force people to go see, yeah. And you force people to go see it who weren't going to go see it because they're like, well, now I got to know what this episode thirteen is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you're like, well, now I've got to find out what ten, eleven, twelve are. Yeah, that's a bingo. Brilliant idea that will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's never happen. I love it. I love it though. It's a great, uh, great idea. Our next odd. <laughs> Andrew, I'll start with you. Andor season two will be better than season one. Will Andor season two be better than season one? It's so subjective that it's hard to do yeah. it. In your personal opinion. My personal opinion, I'm going to go full Brock. Um, I think at the end of season two, I feel like I will look at it and say I liked it even better than season one. But I think the vast consensus among fans is I think they'll be split down the middle because season one was such a shock to the system, right? And we oh. didn't expect what we ended up getting. So by season two, we're going to expect it. Uh, and when people start expecting things, people get more critical. So I think you're going to see a lot more people on the fence about season two. True, Brock. 
Um, I'm gonna go eighty percent. It's like just take what you did and just amplify it. And it's like it's good. It's good. Like or the story itself is pretty simple when you think about it. It's just like oh, the empire is no good, and it's <laughs> like you think you can get around it, but you can't. So just like. It's Isophis, right? It's like trying to go up a hill, push a boulder up a hill, and inevitably it comes back on you. It's like, because you're not Luke Skywalker. Therefore, you will suffer. So that's it. And just have cool characters and like make sure that Stellan Skarsgård will be in this season. The end. Thank you. I want a t-shirt that just says, oh, the Empire is no good. <laughs> the Empire is no good. <laughs> no good. I think the Empire is good, and I think you're all... I'm gonna go fifty. I'm gonna go fifty-one percent. Um, I think I'm. I'm curious. I just, you know, what my concern is. It was meant to be five seasons. Now they dwindled it down to two. It's like, are you going to just shove too much in there? But based on season one, I don't think so. It's going to be twelve episodes again, I believe. So I am. I'm just really excited to see what we get in this season. Obviously, you know, K2SO is making his grand appearance. I think, you know, you got to think so. It's going to end five days before it. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's just the arcs, right? Like, these three-episode arcs, how exciting are they going to be? And right. our final lot today, yeah, our final lot today, Brock, I'm going to start with you on this yeah. one. Will Ryan Johnson's trilogy happen? Are we going to get RJ's God. trilogy, his Star Wars trilogy? Is it coming, Brock? Is I hope coming? so. I hope so. Like, like you can hope all you want. While <laughs> I, while I was waiting for this question to come up, I looked up to see what Glass Onion is doing on Rotten Tomatoes. It's ninety three critics and ninety three audience, which you know can quickly change. But it's like how many how many votes for both? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, 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 Three hundred twenty hate... reviews, okay, five hundred plus verified ratings. Right, that's all right. Because I hate it when I don't know if you guys have noticed, but you'll get like this movie has a ninety-seven percent score on Rotten Tomatoes from eleven votes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's why I like hesitated because yeah. you know that could change, right? Yeah, yeah. isn't it like three hundred? Uh, but over three hundred is a good amount. Yeah, uh, so um, and it is certified fresh. It can never, is it, as long as it's over ninety percent, it becomes certified fresh or something like that. But anyways, I like the amount of critics. Right? I, I I don't see why they won't. Like, also, I would like to see a Kevin Feige movie. They talked about that too. So uh, let's see. But um, I think I've been a big Ryan Johnson fan, and like, it's funny. I like Glass Onion more than I like Knives Out, but I like. Like, they're both good films. It's just, like, I was more intrigued by Glass Onion. And it's just, like, just something about the way he directs. This looks great and sound. And, like, the, and he writes and directs. So, it's, like, I don't know. None of that matters. But, like, it's nice to know, like, the director's, like, all in on this. You know, it's like Kevin Smith. It's, like, he writes and directs a lot of his stuff. So, it's, like, he's all in. And they have a certain way. So, I don't know. I think it'd be a mistake not to let him do a trilogy, but like they don't seem to care about movies. So, um, what did I give a rating? I'm gonna go 65% because it's like, who knows? If it's not Filoni, it doesn't seem to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Andrew? Oh man, this is tough. Is he supposed to, his, his contract with Netflix, is it up to Knives Out 3 or is there supposed to be Knives Out 4? I think it's two and three. Two and three. All right. So maybe he'll be a free agent in three years after Glass uh, Onion 2 Electric Glassaloo comes out uh, and then he just puts that behind him. Then maybe he'll want to return to the world of Star Wars. I think he wants to do it. I think he genuinely wants to go back to that world. Um, whether Disney is, like you said, Brock, whether Disney cares enough to keep making movies and to take that risk because they know a lot of fans weren't happy and um, trying to please everybody has seemed like their goal after Last Jedi. So let's go 40%. Because I think at the end of the day, it's their call, not Ryan's. Yeah, I'm going to go 11% on this one. I, I'm i with you guys. If you did it, that'd be great. I would totally watch it. I think you do three great Star Wars movies, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's ever going to be officially canceled. It's just going to be one of those things that every time... Just so that... It could always seem amicable between the two of them, Lucasfilm and Ryan Johnson. And I think <clears throat> Kathleen Kennedy, let's say she leaves her post in the summer, like all these uh, rumors are coming. Wait, 
Check the board. Oh. Fired. 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 But let's just say, like, the rumors are true and she decides to step down. Even if not true and she does step down, is the new, is the James Gunn taking over going to want anything to do with Ryan Johnson, you know? So there's a lot of variables in it. Yeah, so I think it's going to be 11%. Like, for me, it's 11%. And that's not saying I don't want it. Like I said, I do. But I just think it's been five years. It's been over five years since they announced this trilogy. I'm sure he hasn't even thought about it. You know, he's got like knives out. Like, and this is, his, and I think what knives out is, is you can't complain about it because it's his original thing. <laughs> like, he could do whatever the hell he wants with it. It's his thing, right? So, Star Wars, you go, blah, blah, blah. even though they did it with George Lucas, you could always go, like, Star Wars. <laughs> so, I think, you know, and, and well, I, honestly, looking back on it, why, why would he want to deal with these BS fans again? Like, why? Sure, he gets a lot of love. A lot of it's patronizing, but a lot of it's love. But like the hate that he got, like, why? Why would you want to ever do that to yourself again? I just, I don't know. That eleven percent for me. And then if it happens, I will, you know, I'll I'll eat a birthday cake or something happily. But uh, I just. Like, why, why would you do it? All right, Brock, you got some news for us? Yeah, let's do the news. Wait till I get to the graphic. Hollow news. I have to be quiet because the baby's sitting. Hollow news. Da 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 da. Hollow news. Da da da. Hollow. Da 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 da. 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 I should have done a Christmas holiday job. All the news. The news you need to know right now. Hey, ever heard of Mars? Well, guess what? They found a star uh, lightsaber on it. Star Wars fan thought they found proof that there was another Jedi out there after spotting a lightsaber on Mars in a new picture released by NASA. The image in question shows a thin metal tube with a thick end, which could be a handle, and a thinner side which where the concentrated energy beam could erupt from, in theory. It's even big enough to house a kyber crystal so we can see where the Star Wars fans are coming from, but the space agency insists... That the image isn't anything from science fiction. In a statement, it has been confirmed that the item is a container dropped by the Perseverance rover, and it contains rocks that will send back to Earth. Kyber crystals are rocks. Despite its suspicious appearance, NASA insists the mysterious article is actually a titanium tube. Last Wednesday, the U.S. Space Agency's Perseverance rover placed a tube there, ready for it to be taken back to Earth on a small spacecraft. Uh, and step aside, Christmas, we're already moving on to the next gift-giving holiday with the 2022 collection of Valentine's Day Star Wars Funko Pops. This year's Kylo Ren, Rey, BB-8, and Leia Pops come in pink with a box of heart-shaped chocolates. Each pop also includes a sweet message written on the base. As far as we can tell, the message reads, Kylo Ren, you are not alone. BB-8, will you be mine? Ray, you're my ray of hope. And Leia, it just says unclear. <laughs> Pre-orders for the 2020 collection of Valentine's Day Funko Pops are available here at Entertainment Earth for $11.99. So that's entertainmentearth.com. With the release date set for January, free U.S. shipping on orders $39 and over if you use the code HOLIDAYFREE22 when you pre-order. If you check out that link, uh, if you head over to Entertainment Earth, you can get that all right now or soon. But it doesn't matter because it's Valentine's Day at some point, and this has been your Hollow News. I always thought those movies needed more pink Kylo Ren. Yeah. I mean, Jar Jar is kind of pink. <laughs> He's more of an orange. <laughs> I haven't bought a Funko Pop in... A bananas long time. I don't even yeah. remember what the last one was that I bought. Probably for the best. It's, it gets overwhelming at points. And it you're does. like, what, how is this different from my grandmother collecting, like, you know, uh, what are those precious moments? Precious moments. Or whatever the Hummels was the original gangster. of. Yeah. Movies, so. And my aunt has those little ceramic red rose tea figurines of like a, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a mother yeah. goose and all those. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. My grandmother had that. <laughs> well yeah so anyways this has been this is where we lose james that's right his his internet doesn't like hearing about funko funko's competitor sponsors <laughs> whatever his internet is so they they turn it off uh no i haven't bought any of those in a long time because i've been uh obs- i don't know if i ever showed you it brock but i've been obsessing over the uh, marvel united board game oh no i did not i've i've seen that but i've never actually like 
known anyone that bought it. So it's it's not it's one of those board games where it's just like you know you can buy the base game. Yeah. And you'll have fun for like 20 minutes and you're like, okay, this is, I, now I know why I can buy this game at Walmart. Cause it's like a cheap little whatever. And then you see all the expansions they make for it. And you're like, wait a minute, I can play as alpha flight. Like that's <laughs> how deep this goes. Yeah, and there's yeah. more coming, which gets me so excited. They just nice. announced like last week that they have like a, a new third season of the game coming. And I have, so many of the I don't even have all of the expansions, but I have so many that the stack is almost as tall as I am of boxes. Oh my god! <laughs> and it is glorious, and I'm obsessed with it. I have played it almost 200 times since I got it in April, and it is. You got to try it sometime. Next time oh. we're all together, I will. I'll bring the base games or whatever. Oh it's man, so much fun! I'd be into that. I'd be into that. Oh hi, James. I just I could not take Andrew talking about his. Uh game anymore i said yeah you have, you have heard way too much of me <laughs> way too game. much it's actually really cool though i will say that yeah it's beautiful top five top five top five standing top. by top five moments from the last jedi that... <laughs> really want to go back and watch what they were way 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 back my number five i think it was oh yeah it's finn versus phasma phasma is a character that I don't know if she ever got her due in these movies, but mm. uh, I, I enjoy that moment. And of course, we also uh, were blessed, Brock, with the uh, You Were Always Scum. Rebel Scum. Line that we've been saying for five years now. So if you're sick yeah. of it, <laughs> suck it up. <laughs> Andrew, you're number five. My number five is uh, because of something I mentioned earlier. My number five is Canto Bite and just the city and the casino and everything because. Uh, the Star Wars sequel trilogy was really lacking in like good, juicy world building that Star Wars is usually so good at. But in all those three new movies, Canto Bite um, is the best example of how Star Wars world building should be. There's so much there. So I love but it. But Hos Hosnian Prime. Hosnian Prime. Forgot Hosnian Prime. Oh, that's right. We got to know so much of Hosnian Prime. I still, I'm like, I'm still like, that should have, why is that not Coruscant? I thought it was Coruscant when I first watched it. I was like, wow, he really hates the prequels. Brock, you're number five. My number five is going to be Finn and Ray, or Finn and uh, Rose explaining their <laughs> plan. Like, I know I ridicule it, but it is a, it is a moment where you're like, what? He's <laughs> oh like, boink, like legit, like watch the clip. It, it literally makes like a boink sound. He's like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, so we just keep running. Like, okay, sick. <laughs> that was already our plan. Love it. My number four is minus the jokes, the opening battle sequence, the mm. page turco thing, the the bomb, the Poe flying his his uh, X wing. That whole sequence is awesome. What a way to to start a movie. Yeah, you said page turco. I wish April O'Neil was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number four too. I'll just jump <laughs> in. Like, like it's a great, it's a great part. Like, like when he's messing with Hux over the comm, it's like general hugs. Okay, I'll wait. <laughs> uh, Brock, you number four. Page trick. <laughs> yeah, my number four is also that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number four is fighting in the throne room with the prates. Because the prates are all like, what's up? We're red and we're really good fighters and you can't see our faces. And I don't even know if we can see out of these things, but we, we, we're not going to tell you that. We're just going to fight you. And Ray and Kylo getting some business done. That was a wonderful fight. Was. My number three is the Holdo maneuver. The Holdo. I just don't like that the sound always. <clears throat> I'm trying to watch it. The sound, sound skips out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Always, uh, every single time. And your number four? Uh, number three, you mean? My number three? Yeah, yeah, my number three. You're confusing me. My number three is also the Holden Maneuver, because I love that scene a lot, and that is just the way everything led to it, all the storylines converging. That's just directing and writing at its finest. Brock? Uh, my number three is going to be... probably Leia entering the room when like she's been hurt and uh, or like she, they think she's still in medical and like Poe was like 
look, you're here. And she blasts them. It's like, pew. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Um, we're on two now? Yeah. I can't keep up. My number two, Snoke's death. When Snokey Snoke goes the way of the dodo, I like it. I like that they did. I'm all for it. I say do that more often. Uh, kill the bad guy. Let us know what's up. That's a plot twist. Brock. That was uh, Rob's scene. favorite scene, wasn't it? <laughs> Rob was. Rob clapped three times. <laughs> he stood up. He, he stood up. And then he threw three tomatoes at the screen. I don't know where he got them, but he threw three tomatoes at the screen. Brock, you're number two. My number two is the Praetorian Guard scene where they they all fight, and specifically because I like how like Ray can hold herself in the fight, but she's not as like as um, practiced as as uh, Kylo is. You can really see that it's like they're both formidable, but like he knows how to use a lightsaber. She's sort of like hack 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 hack, and just like the the luck of the Force has <laughs> saved me this long, so I like that. Andrew? Nice. My number two is Yoda giving Luke some more lessons and telling him how the greatest teacher failure is. And we are what they grow beyond. That His whole scene is just beautiful. But it's not as good as a Praetorian Guard scene. That's my number one. Brock, what's number two? My number, number two? I just oh, did number my two. my God, I can't. <laughs> We're on number one. <laughs> My number one is uh, Luke show the uh, showdown between Luke and Ben Solo, aka Kylo Ren, on crates. The battle of crate in general is just awesome, but like, if you're gonna pick a one part, it's like that's really cool because of the reveal that Luke is not actually there, and that's how powerful he is. Yeah, that's my number one too. Luke showing up on crate and just getting everybody on first order and and uh, resistance alike just having everybody's jaws on the floor as they see who yeah. shows up and find out what he does nerds the both of you you're both <laughs> nerds next episodes are top five page turco moments <laughs> page turco turquoise well you know is she does she have a name in the movie e yeah like, like kylo I mean, says like page kylo Oh, sorry, not Kylo. Poe. Poe says, like, Paige, you're the last one. Drop your uh, payload. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because one thing I love about Star Wars is when no one has a name and then the action figure comes out and they have a name and then people mm -hmm. act like you don't know. Oh, Why yeah. don't you know that one's name? Like, <laughs> shut I'm up. Still, I'm still waiting on Constable yeah. Vesuvio to show up. So, like, I can't believe they didn't bother throwing him in, in Rise of Skywalker, you yeah. know, like just. But Suvio was in, like, that creature was in comics and was in Mandalorian or Boba Fett, one of those two. I think he was in one of those two. Awesome. Yeah, not that character, but that design or whatever. You might as yeah. well. You paid for the design. You got to use it at this point, right? Yeah. Throw him in. Every cantina will have a Zuvio and a Hammerhead. Every single one. <laughs> it's going to do it. All right, this is our episode. Episode 269 of the Rebels Gun Podcast. We talked The Last Jedi today. The I guess it is the most divisive uh, Star Wars film of them all. Fifty-six percent audience score. Andrew just logged in with three burner accounts to vote on it. He actually broke the score down to fifty-one percent now. Yeah, I didn't know how Rotten Tomatoes worked when I did it, so I think I just ended up shooting myself in the foot. But it's kind of that's kind of like a like it, it split right down the middle because people like to take it like, oh, it's negative, it's negative. But that just means five out of ten people liked it. That is the definition of, of you know, it divided the fan base. So, I but for me, this movie is it's going to really twenty years, fifteen years from now, is when I'm real. I'm really curious how this movie is remembered in that amount of time. In five years, it's still fresh. YouTubers are still making all their money off of it. So I'm waiting for like fifteen years from now when the dust has really settled. Where does it stand? Is this up there with Empire or is it down there with uh, Attack of the Clones? Those type of Andrew just got triggered right now. But, like, you know what I mean? Is it up there with Empire? Is this seen as, like, the weakest of the Star Wars film? Where is this? Where are people in 15, 20 years going to view this movie? That's what I'm saying. Anything else you guys want to say? Yeah, that's uh, that's a good way to look at it, is look at the, how the course of time treats it. The course of time has altered the way people think about a lot of the Star Wars stuff. Uh, as somebody who would rank Rise of Skywalker as my least favorite, I'm really interested in what the course of time will do to that for me. I hope that 
stuff comes out that makes me look at Rise of Skywalker in a way where I'm like, wow, this is better than it was 10 years ago. But uh, I'm, I, I want to track with The Last Jedi because I feel like that one is going to change more dramatically. Yeah. Rock? Um... I don't know. It's like see, this is a wild card about Star Wars, where you're like maybe, maybe, maybe this hasn't happened before. But it's like the more you add to that universe, the more like, oh, that's I like that. I like that idea. I like, I like. The, I, I, I've said that about Marvel movies too, where it's like, oh, this movie makes the last one way better. Like it's like, oh, Ragnarok. Oh, now I kind of care about the rest of the Thor movies to an extent. And it's like. So maybe down the road, another movie will make this better. Or I don't know, like it's time, right? And it's like how we critique the prequels. We're like, that's not really what mm-hmm. we want. But the people that were younger than us like, or, or the, the people that were just introduced to prequels without knowing the sequels are like, I like these movies. So who, who can tell? Time will tell. It's curious. It's going to be fun. January 1st uh, ranking Star Wars and Andrew Fantasia ranks all the Marvel movies uh, for fun. And tomorrow there's a Never Tell Me the Odds with Andrew and Heidi. There's one yesterday as well. And then tomorrow Brock and I talk a little bit about Andor uh, just for fun. And then you guys have a Happy New Year and then you can watch us when you're hungover in your living room. And that is everything. He's Brock. He's Andrew. I am James. Thank you so much for watching. Give us a like and subscribe or don't, whatever. We don't care. Uh, we do care. Do it for us, please. Uh, Brock, you were Andrew. I mean, mostly you were, but Brock, you also were scum. Rebel scum. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Rebel Scum Podcast for all the latest videos.